Here we are once again, all together, gathered under this digital roof on this digital platform, thinking digital thoughts about real analog issues facing us today <laughs> as a people, as a nation, as a planet. The solution to all of them, of course, is the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show podcast, which, by the way, was featured in the most recent Chatter magazine, which just Yay. came out yesterday. Very nice. Uh, it's got your 2021 gift guide, Holiday Chatter Magazine, um, on the front page. It's got a little tease. Why don't you listen to our local podcast picks inside? And right there we are. There's our buddy Clint and Dawson. How come they get a picture? Fire. Well, they've been doing it longer than yeah, we have. Yeah, they called They're before the, we did. Yeah, the most successful. Actually, we didn't call, and here's how yeah. I found out about this. Clint had posted something on his page. Clint called before we did. Yeah. He posted something Sorry. on his page, but it was a it was a photograph of the open magazine, and I caught a glimpse of our little logo in the in That's the corner on the logo. other page. What does it say about us? Uh, well, between this one and sorry to be uh, so cynically jerk jerkish about it, between the, this chatter and then the city dope, I mean, excuse me, city scope <laughs> magazine a few years ago, <laughs> highlighting podcasts around the city, I've yet to be mentioned. I've been doing this damn thing for five years. I'm gonna complain. Thanks, Chatter and City Dope. I mean, City Scope. Thank magazine. you, uh, Barry Quarter and Emily Christman for including us, people of Chattanooga. Well, what does it say? I want to know. Well, they, Barry you. didn't even put his Scott, own damn podcast in there. What are you Scott doing, Barry? Scott on Chattanooga. Actually, he didn't. What? Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Um, what did you just say? Scout on Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, not Chattanooga what I heard. Works. Uh, Holistic Navigator with Ed Jones of Nutrition World. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Day yeah. Fire Podcast. So Day Fire's in there. All right, here we go. Chattanooga radio host for decades, Jeff Styles aims to capture the morning radio audience with his new podcast hosted by his former Nuga radio co-worker, Jen, Jen Lambert. <laughs> Y'all didn't well, what the hell is this? <laughs> Make, making up. They're eight. making up for it. The hour what the long hell show is this? This is so calculated. Discussions on the day's news topics and segments on so local methodical. events, music, and world news to keep listeners informed and entertained on their morning commute. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. No, I love it too. Those bitches. This is I'm the, not in it. This is the kind of free publicity that makes people. Like the phone book. The new phone book is here. The new phone book is here. Where's their office? Do they have Maven? an address? Do they have an address? <laughs> no, I'm going to no. go down there. I'm finally somebody. <laughs> I'm in the phone book. Actually, Barry did a, a separate story on uh, one of his podcast buddies, Charles Moss, who has a very popular, as we all know, crime podcast for where it's at these days. There's one called What Happened at Bailey Pond and uh, Braley Pond up in Virginia. And this is one of the guys that started the What Podcast with him. So good for you. Thank you, Chatter Magazine. Yeah, they're going to Thank need the much. cops. Thank you so much. We, we, we appreciate they're it. They're going to need a police officer oh, when I'm done with them. Just because the underlings don't get mentioned, you know. Just, oh, we, oh. Whoa, <laughs> you guys are marching around out there with the spice, you know, and then you got the witch over here and you Thank got you. the bah. tin man here. And there, so you go. Two days in a row. Chattanooga criticism. Drive-In Show, Brave and Beautiful Concept. It is a podcast that is uh, presented daily, Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. And yesterday, without a doubt, before we go any further, let's just go ahead and just, let's be freels. Let's just be freels. Okay. That hilarious in bed thing that I came up with, you know, copying the billions of Chinese Americans who who eat their you know fortune cookies three times a day after every meal and then read their fortunes and then say in bed. That was so funny. 
I don't get it still. It, it, was, so, it was so funny, or our listeners it was, thought it was. It funny. was so hilarious. I mean, I, I got, thought it had all the potential in the world. <laughs> I got because I, I was familiar with it. <laughs> I got, too. I got, I got so <laughs> little response. I got, I got, I got so little response it could not be registered on the response meter for the in bed thing. So we decided. You know, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, sometimes you miss, and sometimes you just didn't aim well enough. So I asked Brian to go ahead and, and, and kind of clarify. Maybe people were still confused on the concept. Well, when you first brought this up, I was thinking old sketch comedy. Uh, take Saturday Night Live out, throw them out, pretend like they're not there. Sketch comedy is not really a thing all that much anymore mm-hmm. uh, yeah. on, on a, on a, a sure. popular scale. And I was thinking the old the state from the the 1990s, mm-hmm. and then I was kids thinking in the hall. kids in the hall, God, and then CTV, yeah. upright citizens brigade. And yeah. I was like, ding, ding, ding! I found it. So this is I'm gonna fly through this as fast as we can. It's five clips. They're all very, very, very short. And it's in it's, bed. it's two couples sitting in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> to make it even more silly, one of the couples the it's a guy playing the girl. Oh, okay. so is it and from the, kids yeah. in the hall. Yeah, it's like, from Upright Citizens Brigade. Oh, but it which, sounds which they, like it. They yeah. cross pollinate. Yeah. And Amy Poehler is the only female voice in it. <laughs> long before Saturday Night Live was yeah. ever even on her uh, uh, radar. Just to show you guys, I wasn't completely. Is she Canadian? Kids in the Hall was Canadian. Kids yeah. in the Hall was Canadian, yes. but I don't think Very. she she wasn't involved with them anyway. So this is the start of this skit. It's two couples, and uh, they're in a Chinese restaurant. Wow, a whole bowl of fortune cookies. Have you guys ever played that game in bed? Uh-uh. What's that? It's easy. All you have to do is read your fortune and then say, in bed. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, let's play. Everybody grab one. Okay, I'm game. Me first. Okay, so the first two, the guy the guy woman and uh, the guy get these flattering, amazing yeah. fortune cookies, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it moves to the guy and the actual girl who is Amy Poehler, yeah. and uh, it doesn't go so well for them. Okay, my turn. Don't be discouraged by your failures. Learn from them. <laughs> In bed. All right, so he starts getting mad, and uh, then he makes his wife, Amy Poehler, yeah. pick the next one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> you have trouble finishing what you start. <laughs> Y'all see how hilarious this could have been? I'm, I'm, I messed up that that read. Or, no, or that, that's, that's all right. Up. That's all right. That's okay. Then, that's so right. he gets another one that's bad, two in a row. So then he has his wife pick the next yeah. one. We're going to play another round. Hey, come on, Tom. I'm only kidding. You first this time, Lisa. Hey, this isn't supposed to be a competitive game. <laughs> Just take a cookie. <laughs> it may be time. I don't want to read it. What? Raiders? You're not going to like it. It's just a game. It may be time to try someone new. In bed. Give me that. And then he gets really mad. Final one here. And he starts ripping through all of the cookies to find one that's flattering because they're all the jokes on him. Uh, This is the final one, and we'll be done with this. Everyone is better than you. What the hell kind of fortune is that? (laughs) See? You are often asked if it is in yet. This is crazy. What the hell would that mean without in bed at the end? <laughs> You're a limp dick pansy. Damn it. <laughs> you stink. And that's basically Honey. Don't touch me. Let's get out of here. Uh, see see the, the comic, the loss, the loss of the laughter because you guys were not up to date 
up to date with the common practices. Well, that was 25 was. years of ago. The Chinese <laughs> American population, the billions and billions of them that are out there. I'm sorry, I didn't watch a TV show that aired before I was freaking born. <laughs> you would love Kids in the Hall. I love it Kids just, in the Hall. I've okay. seen most it of it. It just right. warms the cockles of my heart to hear that. <laughs> cockles. Where are your cockles anyway? Can I have a subcockle region? If I get just a little warm at the bottom of my cockle, <laughs> the subcockle region, is that still a warm cockle? My doctor wow. told me I have an enlarged cockle. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> in bed oh and here we go we usually start this uh podcast with um the upfront wrap-up and uh e even before then we actually just start with a casual look at the news headlines around the world with russell Schmidt. i feel like now's a terrible time to do it <laughs> all right let me find one that's not tragic and full of death following all of that laughter uh, the city council passed an ordinance which gives the police more power to move the homeless. They sort of pick them up and relocate them. This comes as temperatures are, of course, dropping. More small fires are occurring with homeless people trying to keep warm. The city says that there's been a serious problem with fires being lit under what they're calling critical infrastructure like bridges. And some of those bridges have natural gas lines, which obviously could pose a bit of a problem. Some bridges, but not all, are going to be marked with no trespassing signs, and anyone caught under them will be removed and potentially charged with vandalism. A Chattanooga man and a woman were arrested after an alleged road rage incident that ended with gunfire and a car crash. Chelsea Spite was reportedly running DoorDash when she spotted her ex-boyfriend, his new girlfriend, and their kids in a car. She followed close behind, chasing them along Roberts Mill Road. The victim says that shots were then fired from her car. Miss Spite sped away, crashing into a tree and throwing the gun out of the car window, according to the police. She and a male passenger were both arrested. The man uh, with her had warrants out of Georgia for his arrest. And finally, a 38-year-old man was struck and killed on Amnicola Highway Tuesday night. It happened near the election center. He was reportedly trying to cross the roadway when he was hit by a car. The driver stopped and talked to the police at the scene. Pedestrian was rushed to the hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. No charges have been filed against the driver. And from the Grand Hall of the Abraham Lincoln Memorial, it's Dave Hooker. In case you don't know, the University of Tennessee has had enough of the current England Stadium. I'm Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. That's right, tearing down rows and rows of stands inside Neyland Stadium. Why? Because well, people are a little larger than they used to be and the seats were kind of small. Plus, it's more about being comfortable <coughs> at games nowadays than it is to have the record. Remember the good old days when Michigan would move up to 102,000 and Tennessee would run up to 104. Michigan would run up to 105,000 and year. Tennessee would run up to 107,000. Well, those days are over. It's about the game experience. It's about being able to see a TV every moment when you go to the restroom or get a pretzel. It's about being comfortable in your seats. Is that good for college football? Well, the prices yes. are going to go up. Mm. That means more corporate-level sponsors that uh, don't agree with standing up or clapping their hands. This isn't just the Tennessee. This is going to be across the board. We've already seen it some at Alabama. So the fan experience may never be like it uh, once was on any sort of consistent basis where it's so loud that your friend next to you says, uh, well, he's mouthing, how the bleep can you hear here? Well, you couldn't. That was the old days. The new days, being a little bit more comfortable and having a mixed drink that's not too far away in the club section. It's different.
Maybe more fun if you got more money, but different. And a little sad. Dave Hooker off the sports. He be true. He ain't lying. Neyland Stadium is a real. miserable it building is, to it be. It is. Oh, really? Miserable. I want to say it again. It's, it's, it's not sad, Dave. It's good. Get much, rid of all these much, people. Jesus. Much as I, I, I used to really hate the Vols, and I don't hate them the way I used to. I feel more bad for them these days. Um. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely been on a on a down stroke. They're here going on a, a generation of pathetic. You know, when they beat us for ten years boring. in a row, I was getting tired of. It. But I mean, go, but being in Knoxville on game. Day is, is exciting. It is being yeah. on the strip on, on game now, day. Now being in the city downtown yeah. is is yeah, a fun, fun time. I was going to say, but this being is, in that this stadium is, is, that is the size of a seat right there. Yeah, and, and if you think I'm lying, I'm 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 not. Eight and a half by eleven. That is that is a that is a sheet of typing paper, and that is what you pay for with your money to get a seat that big. Now, I'm you know. I got a little bit more of a gut on me than I used to, but I'm still fairly thin as a man across the board. My hips are definitely thin. I that's one buttock. That's one buttock, and I'm not sure where the other one's supposed to go. Uh, so miserable place to go. Your seat is as big as the number that's on the bench. You cannot see the field of play from any place other than your seat. You can't walk around the stadium and find a commons area where you can kind of just take a glance like you can at most most professional sports stadiums. I was just there three or four weeks ago, so I have a, even that uh, a firsthand experience recently. It is miserable. Miserable. Did you, thin? Did you fit? You can't if fit. I wanted to, I left you, after the if you second sit, quarter. If you, you have to sit literally. You have to sit like this. You don't actually get a seat. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're all yeah, bench seats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is college football. It's not just Tennessee. It's, yeah, it's I mean, all the I mean, all that, these. That's, that's, you, that's, you, you've got you got you got to get up on one hip bone and lean over into somebody else's space, and somebody's doing the same thing. Oh, to it's you. it's terrible. Like and you're like you're you know in some sort of you know chorus line. You go to a major league baseball game. You go to an NFL football game. You've got a full seat with cup holders and a yeah. You know, it, it, even rest. even the most compact, Some people have head full stadiums, you still get your own little personal space. It's not sad, Dave. I get he's got, he's an old school college football guy. Yeah, get rid of this, space it out. The fan experience is what it's all about because we can all watch TV at home on well, our that, high well, def. He, and, he was talking about during the competition with Michigan. I mean. They, it would be one seat different, you know. They go into like, the we new year. We have one hundred and seven thousand they, they, they seats. Take, they take one, you know, uh, what they call it in the ship, the the crow's nest. Oh, the crow's they, nest. They take yeah. one new seat and put it on a crow's nest pole, you know, so they can say they had the record. They have one we, more person. Should than we really be Michigan. putting a hundred thousand people, especially no. drunk? A holes in the same place in any given place. Next no. to a dangerous river. The answer, no. Rhetorical question. When no. they're like belligerent against each other in a sporting event. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's anyway. uh, let's do this thing. The upfront wrap up is where we actually hit the headlines of the day, and we try to do it in uh, mass as quickly as possible at the beginning of the show because we know you guys are busy. And part of the whole attraction here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show is that we take a three- or four-hour morning show from the TV and radio stations around here that have been doing it for years the same way, only getting worse, getting worse and worse and worse, and nobody can argue that. Even the people that are involved will tell you that it's just not what it used to be. Most of that is because of corporate decisions made from 10,000-foot high level, <laughs> not the local people who could actually do the job. I was listening to the talentless hacks on the uh, uh, the station on the Southern River no one listens to anymore on the way in. Yeah. They're talking about uh, cafeteria food as a child. There you go. Wow. 
That was some there riveting bleep. Wow. I'm well, starting to get in a mood all of a sudden. I don't even know why. I don't know. I, I was homeschooled. I just, the cockles <laughs> of my heart are becoming enraged now. They're well, they're on different. Tuesdays we had Salisbury steak yeah. and then That's square a, pizza. That's they always, a great waste they of They always an have hour. that laugh they do. They go, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Joe, you jokester. <laughs> we'll get in trouble for saying cookies. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway. In bed. <laughs> uh, in bed. We can't do that. Are you kidding? We'll lose our license. The Upfront Wrap-Up is brought to you by the Sports Barn. All three locations here in town will help you get in shape, stay in shape, and by God, it's up to you after that. They've been around since 1979. Depending on how much work you want to put into it, you could actually become a monstrosity down there. They got people who work with you singularly, get y'all built up, lose weight, whatever you want to do. Now, I want uh, to become an efficient killer. Let me say this right off the bat before we even get started. They did it again. The USA Today is doing this more and more often, and I hate it. Times Free Press, when they do it, I hate it even more. What are you talking about? The paper, when they take an ad and wrap the paper in the front page is oh, an yeah. ad. I hate this. It's because no one's buying papers. I, I understand, but I mean, this isn't helping. I know that they need the ad revenue. This is a good cause. I mean, this is, it's still somebody it? paid money for a charity ad that wraps around the paper, and that's the front page. And it reads, Dear Blank, ins right. insert that friend you blocked on social media months ago. Only we can fix us. We disagree a lot, and we've let each other know it. But I'm going to stop listening to react and start listening to understand that something we're supposed to sign like a pledge. Oh I will stop letting our differences divide us and start letting them develop us. I will start being quicker to forgive than to judge. Will you start with me? Sign here to take the pledge. Reach out to the person you're thinking about right now and ask them to sign it with you. Sign the pledge. Join the movement. Starts with us. us. Follow us at at starts with us. No, that's just going to irritate no. your friend even no. more if no. you bring that up. Yeah, yeah if you absolutely. send that to him, like, can we sign something to say Rem we agree to yeah, disagree? Like, remember hey, when I no. dissed you and completely cut you off and, and unfriended you? Remember that? Remember how the, it warmed yeah. the cockles of your heart? Well, now I remember why I blocked you. Yeah, and uh, no, <laughs> your sanctimonious BS. Get is why lost. I blocked you. We don't. We don't need. We don't need more people. You know, listening to 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 understand and letting everything get, go along to get along. We need to be judging we need to be telling people that they're idiots when they're idiots and that's what i'm here for that's what i'm here for i am the barometer i am i'm the barometric uh, idioticy re reader for for you folks out there and when you're stupid you need to be told you're stupid so you'll quit being stupid it's really a complicated and it's a heavy it's a heavy burden for me <laughs> it's a heavy burden for me because i like to be liked i want to be liked but when somebody's being a bonehead it's my job to point out that they're being a bonehead, so they'll stop being a bonehead. It's like having spinach in your teeth. What, what's your good friend tell I you? Always, Dude, I always you, tell you. You got spinach on your teeth. Yeah, you know, your flies friends, down. Yeah, your, your real your friends best friend just let you, you. Just stay yeah. embarrassed. Let you be a bonehead the rest of your life. I'm against right. it. Don't sign it. And with that said, <laughs> Don't sign it. I did actually post it in a totally different light than you just <laughs> expressed it. Why in the hell did you do and, that? Because, because we, we're all different. We're different here. Yeah, We're but all if different here. I'd block you in a, in a heartbeat on social media. Here we go. Go right ahead. Yeah, I will right now. <laughs> Two-hour virtual meeting between Biden and Putin. Uh, we warned again of the red line. The red line, they got 100,000 troops standing by. This is not even 
being added to the number of the people that they have ready to invade now. Right. This is the people that they could bring up as the second wave. And we're still talking about we've got economic sanctions that will really make your head spin. And they're paying boy, how oh much attention to our economic sanctions? Listen, Jack, we'll stop buying natural gas from Germany if you invade Ukrainian Ukraine. Border. Germany, by the way, uh, Olaf Scholz replaces Angela Merkel, who's yeah. been there for 16 years. And when Mr. Scholz comes in, guess what? That means that over half of his appointees and cabinet members in this new coalition government, Germany now has a coalition government of three mm -hmm. different parties, half of the cabinet members are all women. That's nice. The country is actually being run by women. Good. More well, so than than any that we have seen. Time. Well, that means there's definitely going to be a war. So there you have it. Uh, Pfizer booster neutralizes Omicron. I refuse to say Omicron. I've said Omicron all my life. I said it when I learned the Greek alphabet when I was in college, and I joined a Greek fraternity for a little while. Omicron, I don't know why they say Omicron. It's Omicron. It, Everybody, it is Omicron. Please take the N out. Quit putting an There's N, an, right. oh, except Omnicron. for the one at the end. It's not Omicron. That's the leader of the Autobots. <laughs> All right, you know, so you that's 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 Optimum Prime, Optimus, and aren't there uh, whatever. nine more Greek uh, letters to go? We, and we're not taking them very seriously. Wow. When we get these Greek letters, they need to they need to call it you know Butch. That's what I keep saying. If they quit calling <laughs> them like dumb butch, names, Butch the virus. If they call it, kick your ass. If they man. call it the the Black Death, people yeah. will be taking it seriously. But they keep calling it stupid stuff like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll call it the Delta variant. I'm like, oh boy, it sounds like a sounds like a freaking movie the, from 1992. The variant we now know, know is Rapist Ray. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, do you something's going to get their damn attention? Do you Omicron. Remember, do you remember the Jesse Ventura movie Omicron? <laughs> no, I don't. You guys remember the the classic Steven Seagal movie, The Delta Variant? Yeah, absolutely. That's what it sounds like. And that you know, the the most pissed off people in the world is Delta just changed their name because of the bad connotation. They changed it to Omicron, <laughs> and, and, and and now they're, they're back. They're back. Fly the, safe with Omicron back, Airlines. Back at the drawing board again. Damn say, it! Between the the airline yeah. and the the beer company, Corona and Delta got to uh, be like, Jesus, why we got to put up with this for two years? Uh, they say that uh, Pfizer says that. Uh, its booster is variant specific that they can actually they're going to guarantee that by next year you will be able to take one specifically for Delta or your money back for, for Omicron uh, the Instagram CEO testified yesterday just hours after a bunch of new rules got released about mm -hmm. how to use all of his various uh, social media uh, programs Instagram will be one of them right um, and all these rules are supposed to pacify the people that are down on them I, I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> no. Don't see it happening. Um, and it, people, the, this is who we're looking for, too. Remember yesterday when I said we had, this is, and I'm going to say this one more time, one more time, one more time only. Between now and the next couple of days, if y'all contact Jen, I mm. mean seriously contact Jen about advertising now through the end, I said through the end of the year, Jen said through the end of January. Yes, end of January. We will sell you our segments, the segments that we have in the show. One of our goals was to have all the segments sponsored, and we've got about four that are not done and sponsored in full, kind of have a full dance card by the time the end of the year rolled around. We've still got a couple openings, so if you get in contact with her, you'll get a half-price deal, all right? And that also does include digital ads on our site. It 
uh, it does on our site and also on our social platforms. Contact me at Chattanooga Drive and Show at gmail.com or you can call or preferably text. Four two three six three five three five five seven. I bring up the last minute, you know, ad push for Christmas. I'm talking about you get in touch with her today and you're on tomorrow. Yes. You understand how fast we move? That's right. I'll be reading the ad. So I will read it with great gusto, the words that you give me, as long as they're words that I can actually let come out of my mouth and feel good about. I don't care how ugly you want to be toward the competition or how namby-pamby or cheesy you want to be in selling your product or service. I'll say what you want me to say, and I'll say it with gusto and fervor. Uh, also, though, we are looking we are looking for somebody to do sales for our organization, and more importantly, we're looking for some young hotshot, and I've mentioned this before and have gotten a little bit of response. There's a young person out there, some young Dennis the Menace, you know, with some skills with social media who has a natural mean streak and likes to create issues and create tension between people and, and, and create a buzz and get under people's skin. I mean, like Chattanooga Bystander, I mean, the whole satire website, we need somebody with those kind of skills who will help us destroy traditional morning radio and TV. We have to have some help with the digital end because we're all too old and we don't have that skill set. So somewhere out there we need, you know, tinkering Tim who knows how to get out there and, and actually use social media to get our message out and to poke uh, their thumb in the eye of the other guys. So please, I'm serious about this. Um, you can do it as an internship if you need it for your college or high school work. Or we can come up with a stipend for you and actually give you a little bit of money, depending on how good you are. Sure. All right? Just want to get that out there. Amazon outage. Help me out here. A glitch yeah. shuts Amazon. A glitch. That's yes. all they say. Yeah. And here at Christmas time, Amazon, everything they own gets affected. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amazon. Not just the shipping. Amazon Web Services is one of the largest, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, bandwidth providers uh, in the world. And so it affected quite a few services, even games like, uh, I think, League of Legends was shut down because of it. It was pretty wacky stuff, but, I mean, it happens. Uh, Mark Meadows has done a 180. He has changed his mind about cooperating with the uh, January 6th commission. Uh, he had said he would not. He was going to, you know, fall behind the executive privilege wall. And he's selling a book, so yeah. Then keep he stepped forward and he said that he would. He would cooperate fully because it was the right thing to do. Somebody got to him, and now he's gone back and said he's not going to cooperate, that he does believe that executive privilege should be extended to him and that he's going to hide behind it. It's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to work. The more these talked about, the more books he will sell. They're exactly. running the clock out on this until the end of next year. This is run the clock out, dribble in the backfield, in the backcourt, run the clock out. And when the Republicans take over the House in uh, November and in yeah. January of uh, 23, this thing will all be a afterthought. Here locally, Waterford yep. Place Apartments, 17 people displaced by fire. I think you mentioned that. Nathan mm -hmm. Bedford Forest statue on private property. Yeah, that really ugly one. On I-60. Oh, my God, it's so horrible. <laughs> it's horrifying. It, lo it looks like it's, it was made for claymation. to be <laughs> Like he was meant to be fighting Mr. Heat Miser yeah, or yeah. Cold Miser <laughs> or something. He, it, it, he looks literally like claymation from Davy and Goliath days. 
And, I mean, it's one of the worst statues I've ever seen. It is horrible. But it was on private property on I-65. So who, who, the guy died, and I guess the family made the decision to take it down. Nobody can make them do that, right? I would have done it if it, I mean, I would have done it. It's freaking ugly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is grotesque. Yeah, it looks terrible. It's even funnier seeing them take it down because... <laughs> Because yeah, it's right. just like tilting backwards, and he's got that horrified look on his face. Yeah, I mean, he just ah! he, he looked like a surprise ancient cartoon anime character. Look it up. From, <laughs> look from it up right ago. now. If you're listening to this, stop your car. Look it up right now, and listen to me make this sound. Look at this, ah! look at this Jen. Look, ah! They thought they thought that was honoring. <laughs> Tell Nathan me what to serve. Forest. <laughs> Nathan Bedford Forest statue. Just it, it, he's it, on this golden horse. Looks like him. My God! It's like it Yosemite, like a, Yosemite Sam's it, demented it looks cousin. Looks like a Stretch Armstrong version of it. <laughs> he, he's completely out of proportion. But I still don't understand. David how they Cronenberg's can. Nathan Bedford Forrest. Uh, the the number, by the way, once again here at the Chattanooga Driving Show three one zero nine two two seven. If you disagree with, if you think this is one of the most beautiful statues in the world, this is Venus de Milo. This is Michelangelo's David. It should never have been touched. It's a, a, a travesty. Oh, my God. Call 310-9227 and give your There's opinion. There's a guy or girl, rather, uh, right now on TikTok making an argument that she feels that Wallace from Wallace and Gromit, speaking of claymation, yeah. is attractive. No. She's attracted to him. He looks like the former <laughs> British prime minister. What was his name? He does. Uh, hold on. Uh, Tony David. Blair. No, no, no. Not Tony. Oh, no. Da David Blair, Linda Blair. <laughs> I, I have no. I have B Blair Watson. I have absolutely no uh, idea. Winston Churchill. <laughs> no, it wasn't Winston Churchill. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Wallace and and who 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 are you thinking about? How are we talking about World War Two? No, it was like during my lifetime, I, during the 2010s, I believe. Margaret Thatcher. No, <laughs> dadgummit. Well, y'all are killing. I'm just trying to remember it. names of prominence from the UK. I love Wallace and Gromit. I do too. I like yeah, cheese. me too. I'm a fan of cheese. Too. The wrong trousers. Excellent. Uh, Facebook is being sued, <laughs> and you you'll have to help me out a little bit here. Huh? Uh, the group, it, it, and I actually, all right, check it out. I used my phone this morning. Oh, I boy. looked up the chatter uh, article before I saw the magazine. I was so proud of myself and everything like that. And then I tried to find the pronunciation guide that everybody always uses mm -hmm. when they're feeling all fancy and schmancy and wanting to get in my face and prove I'm wrong. And I could not find one <laughs> that I didn't have to. And I've got way too many things downloaded. Look at all that crap on my phone. Uh -huh. That's a new phone. I didn't put any of that stuff on there. So I didn't want to put a pronunciation guide on there. Rohingya? Rohingya. Sure. The minority group of people in uh, Myanmar? In Myanmar. Yeah, okay. All right. They are suing as a population Facebook for misinformation. They're suing the new Meta Meta, yeah. Meta, Meta platform for $150 billion. These are people who are put upon, I mean, mm -hmm. beaten, uh, harassed, uh, just hostile every day of their lives. When yeah. did they have a meeting? And vote on, you know, and take a, a roll call on, on doing a hundred and fifty, a hundred and fifty year, a billion dollar lawsuit. I don't know. Do we figure out what prime minister we we're talking it about? It wasn't about? a prime minister. It was head of labor, Ed yeah. Jill. Jill. Well, no wonder Man. none of us know who the head of labor is. Well, you Ed don't follow Miliband. the Labor Party in no. UK. Ed Miliband. That was it. Wallace is far. Oh, more, good old Ed Miliband. Wallace is far more dashing than this guy is. You're right. He and looks now, just like him. Now, he does have the English teeth too. True. Wallace 
Thomas has the bad English teeth. He's Why got are the, their teeth so bad? He's got the sporting. Do they just don't do dentistry no, in the UK. I know. No, do they illegal. not? That's what I'm saying. Then even the most beautiful of them, like you look at Diana Rigg during her heyday, and then the, when she was Dame Diana uh-huh. Rigg at Game of Thrones, and she had teeth like you know Secretariat. <laughs> what the hell? What the? What's up with their tooth? Their toothsome. Oh boy. And last story here in the upfront roundup. Thank you very much. Uh, just a congratulations to Callie Humphreys. The world's best bobsledder is now an American. She was born in Germany, raised a German. She has been competing for America for the last five years, and she is awesome. And she's now an American citizen, so good for her. And she's fun to watch, and she's got some great ink. She's got she's got the best ink of any Olympic athlete I've ever seen. Okay. And now that we've got skateboarding and surfing in there, <laughs> that's, a that's tough really competition. That's, a, that's a tough competition. Yeah. So thank you very much. This is what they swore. We all knew This is the editorial section of the show. We do. And uh, I got I got one. Remember I skipped it yesterday. We had our guest in here, which went super well, by the way. Yes, it did. Everybody She's really, a great really, guest. really enjoyed that. Um Andrea from the Southeastern Climbing Association. Andrea. 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 Andre. I dated an Andrea for a while, and she was so strict about it. I remember years ago, we had somebody in regularly. It was was either Ashley or... Andrea, whatever, just name your A words, and yeah. you confused me so often. She came in like every week, and then yeah, and you <laughs> got the name wrong so often. I now questioned yeah. every time she walked in the door, what is her actual you name? No and it was like Ashley, <laughs> and I'll be like, is it Ashley? Is it Andalise? Andalise? Like Anastasia? Anastasia? Write it down. She got away it. during the Russian Catherine Revolution. of Aragon. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, editorial today, the the got one. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got an opinion, right? Uh, brought to you by an anonymous donor who has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, but give the advertising time that he purchased over to a couple of local charity organizations. It is your job, Jen. We need to get somebody in here from Habitat for Humanity and a step ahead so we okay. can fulfill our word it's my to job. Yep. I'll add that to Everything the 50,000 other things I do. Please yes, do. I will do that. The definition of chattocentric <laughs> is what that is, that kind of attitude. Your kind of attitude, I'm not really sure. Really? She's got some kind of attitude. Really? This is not my opinion, but I share the vast majority of it with yeah, David Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to go back to that because that's right. part of my corner. Here oh we boy. go. I can't uh, wait. This is uh, the editorial from yesterday's Times Free Press on the free press side. Uh, David Brooks is a columnist for the Times. So depending on how you feel about the New York Times, keep in mind not everybody there is a screaming liberal. They they have to have people from the other side of the political spectrum somewhere. I mean, the janitorial service, they'll somewhere. But uh, this (laughs) columnist, and it's about abortion. And, and I, again, a, a least favorite topic for talk radio because it's all smoke, no fire, mm-hmm. no heat. You know, it's just it's just a bunch of words. You can't convince anybody of anything. Yeah. But he deals with his own changing mind mm-hmm. as the country is going through a process of very potentially changing its mind, you know, from 1966 to 2021 on what abortion is, who should be allowed to have one, if anybody, how the rules work, the changing science in dealing with newbies and premature babies and all the stuff has thrown a big monkey wrench into it and that is what has brought his 
ambivalence and the actual headline of his 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 column the the title abortion comma the voice of the ambivalent majority i'm just going to read just a little bits and pieces of this i'll be quick for a professional pundit i've written remarkably little on abortion because i'm so torn for most of my life i've considered myself pro-choice because i didn't have any confidence that I knew when life began. I didn't want to impose my views on others. But like many people, my life has intersected with the issue. I want you all to listen to this. And you know I'm talking to more people who have faced this situation than have ever admitted to another human being because it is such a sticky wicket. When I was about 19, a friend came home from college and realized she was pregnant. She asked me to accompany her through the abortion process, which I did. My progressive milieu did not prepare me for the moral and emotional anguish she endured before and especially after the abortion. Uh I realized how grave an issue this was and with what humility it must be addressed. Then now comes the science. Like a lot of people, I've been influenced by the sonograms and the way they show a human form at the early fetal stages. I've read my share of books about human development. My takeaway is that things are happening a lot earlier in the womb than we used to think. By 20 or 21 weeks before what has been considered viability, the fetus is moving, sucking its thumb, moving its eyes, hearing sounds, and check this out, I didn't know this until today. A female fetus already has eggs of her own. Absolutely. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. These are sobering realities. Then there are miscarriages. I've watched so many grieve over miscarriages. I've grieved myself. It doesn't feel like the loss of some cells. It feels like the loss of a human life. So it gets down to this. Um, I've come to believe that all human beings have some piece of themselves that has no size, shape, color, or weight, but gives them infinite value and dignity, and it is their soul. To me, the crucial question is when does a living organism become a human soul? My intuition is that it's not a moment, but a process, a process shrouded in divine mystery. This leaves me in a humdrum political position, I'm afraid, with roughly half of America who want to restrict abortion in some circumstances, but perhaps they feel it would be unworkable or wrong, don't want to ban it totally. Given when the Supreme Court seems to be heading, given where the Supreme Court seems to be heading, I'd sign on to the compromise position that Claremont McKenna professor John Shields sketched out in October, which would involve tightening restrictions on abortion after the first trimester. But we're now trying to deal with a miserably complex issue and a brutalized political culture. Majorities don't rule in this country. Polarized minorities do. I'm going to read that again. Majorities don't rule in this country. Polarized minorities do. Mm -hmm. And I agree with Mr. Brooks. I think that's very well stated. And I think that Jen has probably... given her opinion enough times on the issue to you can you can recognize the she probably feels much the same way yeah i do i think Um, i think again i think abortion is wrong in general but that doesn't mean it should be made illegal and it's not not my call it's not my call it should not be illegal but i do i just personally feel that that there should be a time limit 
because after a certain period, it's just you're just too far along. Um, and you know, you mentioned that he was saying that after the first trimester, that would be yeah. too far along. There are some women who don't find out or realize that they're pregnant until they're well into their second trimester. I don't that's, get that's, that's, that's yeah, that. Dumb, dumb women that I don't, don't even be that. having children. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's dumb women that don't know how to have children. Our society and our school systems. Yeah, Unwanted that, pregnancy is one of the worst issues that this country has. We did, right. we spent some time on this on Monday. And uh, we all we know. Out, and I'm, that's all I'm going to say. We all know. You know what? I mean, we could, we could come up. You, do you know how easily reversible you know vasectomies are these days? No, I have no yes. idea. They, they, yes. are, they are. My, my, my youngest son, when he was you know, becoming sexually active, he had one girl in particular he was very, very attracted to. He liked a lot, but he did not completely trust her motives. She seemed to be overly fond of the idea of becoming a young mother. He went out and got a vasectomy. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about it, it, it when he's twenty-two. It's a bit, bit extreme. Twenty-two, <laughs> but you know what? It, yeah. it, it, he he doesn't worry about getting girls pregnant right now, and it can be reversed. It didn't have any effect on his on his libido. It's not so much too about you know? getting people pregnant. You know, you also have to consider sexually transmitted diseases. If you're that, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're that big into it, if you're that big into anti-abortion, you should make sure Wear all your kids, all your boys, have vasectomies. They can all be reversed. That way they don't go out and impregnate people. They don't. You, you don't have to deal with the issue. We could also like not engage in that activity at all. And there's that. <laughs> I mean, that's they, a real uh, option. That would be a terrible thing to have. There's only to one way to get a woman pregnant. One singular way. Yeah. Don't do that, and it doesn't happen. Shared toilet, so I get that, Shared too. toilet seat. We all know. <laughs> Actually, there was a case of a woman who was, uh, who was shot, and the bullet had uh, substance on it. Uh, you know what I mean? Are you serious? Yeah. Serious? Uh, yeah. What I've I've heard about Why hot tubs and pools this? and all yeah, kinds of other on. things. I've never heard of anything else. That sounds more like. Are you sure that wasn't from the Book of Job? Oh, what, uh, did he have like guns good, in the Book of Job? Well, <laughs> this freaking idiot. Like a good time to go to the. All right, this is let's, let's get it. Do we want to move forward? All right, we're moving <laughs> forward. Fine. I know when they had guns. Fine. And it wasn't then. <laughs> do you you want to go ahead and do well, it? Well, you know, it it just made sense to continue to carry that on, but that's okay. I bring can, it back. Bring I'll it back wait, on the corner. I will. Bring it back on the corner. All right. It's just a personal story. This I, is I duh, feel like sharing. This is the duh. This is the duh category. Duh, duh, schwa. Um, and it, this was going to be lighthearted. Same thing we did the other day, only it'll be with movies. Brought to you by the Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. I watched Bad Mom Christmas last night against my will because uh, <laughs> Rebecca was watching it and the news wasn't on yet and I came in with the dogs and I didn't have any say. It was it was, it was was mildly amusing. Um, I will continue to argue that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Not. It is. I it's also not. watched another movie the other night that uh, starred, oh my goodness sakes, who all was in it? It, it, was, it was star-studded and it's brand new and it takes place during Christmas, but it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. And I, but anyway, USA Today's got its top fifteen Christmas movies out. So let's go ahead. Well, before you do that, real quick, yeah, um, that story about the woman being impregnated by the bullet is probably not true. It came from an 1874 <laughs> article of the American Medical Weekly, 
and then there's Big surprise. also uh, an 1896 book called Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine. Uh, but now it's pretty much widely believed that the girl was lying she and she can't got, trust anything yeah. from 1874. Caught I mean. one on the side and came up with <laughs> that some was a BS. bad time of, of, of American history. It was the outhouse seat. It was on reconstruction the was out of control. Yeah, it was. Lethal Weapon, number 15. <laughs> Damn, reconstruction. Lethal, lethal Weapon. No. I haven't, I haven't seen any of the Lethal Weapons. I, I haven't either, but uh, I'm I didn't sure even, it's I stupid. had no idea it even took place <laughs> in Christmas. Yeah, I did. No, mean, Lethal mean, Weapon was good back in the 80s. Was it really? What do they yes. have to eat? Lethal Weapon 5, 6, 7 <laughs> by now? Yes. Mel Gibson was the man until that phone he call. He was. Joy Noel. The This is the story about the Christmas truce of 1914. Yes. Uh, I did not know that they made the, a movie of that. Sounds better War, than Lethal Weapon. War snagged an Oscar nomination for Best Foreign uh, Language Film in 2005. That's why I have Joy seen. Noel. White Christmas, 1954. We all know about that one. Yeah, that's a good one. It, it, it had very precious little snow in it. Yeah. It was all about being in Las Vegas, stuck yeah, in Las it's, Vegas during it's Christmas a, time. It's a Vin Diesel classic, though. Gremlins. Okay. All 1984. Right. What? Mm. Uh, At least that one did center on Christmas from front to back. Okay. Yeah, the Gremlins Never Christmas seen gift. It. The Shop Around the Corner, 1940. This is the basis uh-huh. for You've Got Mail. Yes, that is a very sweet movie. Never ever heard of it. Christmas mm-hmm. Story, 1983. Yes. So overrated. Overrated, I agree. So I, overrated. Uh, I mean, it's fun once, but one my time. God. All right, I agree 24 hours a day? Y'all, y'all laughed at me the other day. Number nine, A Christmas Carol. 1951. That said, uh, let me read this. With um, Alistair, what's his name? Among the it. various traditional versions of the Dickens classic, from the Muppet Christmas Carol to the excellent George C. Scott TV movie. Y'all made fun of me. No, I didn't. I knew that was that a thing. Up. But no, yes, Alistair Sim is the one. Yeah, that's that, the one that, that we that, watched. That, as Scrooge. Uh, basically, really, it was kind of a horror film. But yeah. it was more of a horror film. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. we sing the Christmas carol, scary ghost stories, da da, and nobody ever thinks about what the hell they're talking about. You yeah, know, they actually were scary ghost who's, stories. Who's really telling scary ghost stories at Christmas time around the Yule log? Well, Charles, uh, Charles, Charles Dickens name? did. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the Apartment, 1960. Uh, Die Hard, carol, 1988. National yeah. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, classic. Miracle on 34th Street. Excellent. Love Actually, there it is, number four. I'm sorry, I like it. I, I like it. the movie. I, I really it. do. There's yep. nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You just you can't you can't you can't help it. I if if you if you're too macho a guy to say that you can't find something in that movie to like, you're you're too macho to be hanging. All right, I'll me, I'll, sure. I'll put my man card down on the table. Yeah. Lost in Translation is my second favorite movie. I love what a that great movie. movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, absolutely too. do. Elf. I've tried to watch oh, it. I geez. find it to be absolutely unwatchably bad. I think the first half of it is very funny, it, and then it goes horrifying. Like that's right. a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, right? here's yeah. my take yeah. on Elf. Elf is good except for the Elf. Okay, well if then it took, sucks. If you took Will Ferrell <laughs> out is, of the movie, it's, it's a pretty good beginning. movie. It's yeah. pretty good, but Will Ferrell ruins it. King Kong really lost a lot when they took the ape out. Uh, <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life number two and Great Scrooged. Movie. Scrooged with Bill Carol Murray Kane and Bill Murray. Number That's number one. one. Number one. That's the greatest movie in the yeah, history Christmas, of Christmas holiday movie. movies, according to I USA Today. I yes. would have thought that would come in one hundred and fiftieth. No, 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 number one. 
Okay, good, well, who knows who put that list together, but I love, 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 love that movie. Well, I'll have right. to watch and it. I, I love, love Carol Kane. I'm gonna, I like her. I like her, too. Movies. I like her, too. She's sweet. Russell, you have to watch it. You like Bill Murray at all? I love Bill Murray. You'll love the movie. You, okay. you will love it. it is you will, well and I'm going to throw in a couple of uh, my, my, best, maybe? my yeah. best Christmas books. I'm sure you can find them on audiobook, whatever. David Sedaris is one of my favorite human beings on the face of the earth. I think he's one of the funniest writers. Mm-hmm. He has a short story called The Santa Land Diaries. Highly recommend it. And he also has another Christmas-esque um, story that is a part of that book called Six to Eight Black Men, which is funny and it's worth a read. Well, there you have well, it. Well, can I tell you one? My mom used to read this to me every year when I was a young lad and, and to my sister too. So it's got a very special place in my heart. The Story of Holly and Ivy. Wonderful, wonderful little book, uh, and if you have kids, you should definitely read it to them because it's very good. Is that the one where the dogwood tree is sad because he's not made into anything, then he becomes cross? Uh, I don't remember That's, that. That was a Sunday school uh, uh, lesson we learned every year, and it was a great story, and that's the reason the, the dogwood is gnarled the way it oh. is. No, I don't remember that being part it, of it. It, it, it. it wanted to be part of this uh, exceptional man's life and then when they they tore it down to make the cross it was mortified and then when it saw the results of it it was uh it felt very proud of itself and all the trees bowed down to it but god withered it and made it gnarled so it couldn't be used in that manner again so it could hmm. be used in the straight uh, crucifix uh, construction that was and that, that's why the the dog wood has all the various religious imagery and it's blooms right, and everything right. too. Well, no, this is about a little girl who has a doll that she wants in a window. So oh, well, nothing to do with that. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman and his folks handled the money that we have invested, my wife and I. Complete trust, 100% complete trust, 710-9199, 710-9199. I did it just like I said I was going to do it, stuck the money in there and just looked away. I did it. A Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, Chattanooga Theater Center this Friday and Saturday. $10 and $13 for seats. You know exactly what it's about. Holiday lights at the zoo this weekend as well. Actually, I think it may just be Friday. It may just be Friday. I'm not exactly 100% sure. Uh, it is actually December 10th and 11th and then December 17th and 18th. Okay, there you go. All right. My December 18th plan to see my godson who was coming up with his kid and his wife was shot out of the sky yesterday, oh. and I shouldn't use that phrase because actually she was flying at the time. Oh dear! She has become. Check this out. His uh, his wife, a, a lovely young lady. They were coming to visit us, and then they were going to go down to see family in Georgia. And I don't get to see him very often. His wife is a translator. They live in D.C. Mm. She works with the U.N. and she has been assigned to be the translator to Blinken. In Indonesia. Oh, okay. She is now the American official translator for the entire nation of Indonesia with Treasure, uh, with uh, Secretary Blinken. Well, that's pretty cool. In, in that position. Yeah, yeah. A, a very nice job gig yeah. uh, change for her, but clearly 
you know, altered everything. So the next thing I have on my calendar is, of course, January 29th. I read the letter from Shannon Fuller yes. yesterday, and I was thinking about reading the one from Dixie today, but I barely got through the last one. So I just, I, that's the day that they're going to be doing the celebration of her life. It's her birthday. They're going to be doing fundraising and An doing auction, everything they can to try to raise money and have fun for Shannon, who is now facing terminal cancer. So that is that is what I've got to do. Okay. And if y'all don't have anything else, we can move. I ain't got nothing. Um, right. I have a list of places you can go to see Christmas lights, and I I like to do that. Well, sure. I used to do that with my kids when they were little. We would mm -hmm. get in the car and drive around. If you're on foot, you can go down to the Choo Choo. Um, of course, that's the tallest and brightest Christmas tree, and have a good good backdrop for photos if you want to do that. Um, you can also stop by Ice on the Landing if you're going to be there. We've already talked about the zoo, um, and then of course there's there's those pretty snowflake lights on the Walnut Street. I love those things. Street bridge. I do too. It makes I look me forward sad. to it every year. It makes year. me sad every me year too. they come down. They come down at the end of January. <laughs> me too. And it makes me feel like I've you know that the, that's really when the season is over, and now it's just yeah. oh nasty. And they cold leave it up time. through the New Year, which yeah. is not actually I think they leave it up through the, end, the end of January. January. Yeah, they do. That's and why I said it. If you want to get in your car and drive around. Um, you can go to Jason Drive, uh, 3717 Jason Drive in Eastridge, and you can look at their lights from 530 to 1030. You can go to 4095 Brock Road. That's the scenic city lights from 6 to 10 daily. Um, that's They have 19,500 LED lights, and you tune in to your radio station, and it will do a you know a light dance to the music playing um and then there's several more here that i will actually just post to our facebook page so we don't have to take more take more time up i love christmas lights i do too you notice the national tree has the big huge old school lights on it this year no i didn't know yeah the big it's, ones it's, yeah i got the yeah, big yeah, bulbs yeah. yeah the national tree that they lit up i like at those. rockefeller center now has the big old-fashioned old school it'll burn your fingers if you touch them right. lights it could cause a fire danger <laughs> lights wouldn't that be cool the chattanooga drive-in show the tri-state region's drive-in theater of the mind Featuring the voice of the city's morning commute for three decades. That would be me, the communicator, Jeff Styles with a Y. Pimp Jen Lambert, this is the Pimp's Corner. Russell, the Love Muscle Stroud, Dave Hooker, Brian Stone, Jeff Greenspan, Taff Sibley, and others. In one hour, we guarantee you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain sprained and found everywhere you can find a podcast. If you can find the podcast in the gutter, you'll find ours right next to it. Yeah, you hear that, magazine writers? There's other people yeah. on the show. Yeah, <laughs> weekday mornings, Monday through we Friday. We're all people of Chattanooga. <laughs> Membership has privileges. Sponsor, advertise, subscribe, and get much, much, much more. Get in touch with Jen for all that stuff. All right, Pimp's Corner. All right, I wanted to, you'd mentioned this to me. I already had this on my plan here to discuss the Chattanooga Airport. Yep. Is oh, yeah. about to go through, or actually it's accepting a ton of bids um, for probably one of the most extensive revamp, revamps um, to the terminal in like since the 90s since i moved here they have completely redone the airport three times that's right since i moved here in 84 right Thrice. um and i like flying out of the chattanooga Me airport too. i like doing that the best yeah there's no lines there's nobody there yeah there's <laughs> yeah, no lines empty. exactly so yeah. why make it bigger chattanooga yeah. but anyway that's happening uh yesterday was the uh anniversary of john lennon's death I don't know if we... <laughs> I actually am glad you brought that up. I told Brian we're going to go out today, not with our normal 
uh, outro song, theme song, as we exit out, we're going to go out with a full song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, in my opinion, the best of the uh, tributes that people did for John Lennon after he was killed. Should have done this yesterday. I did not. My my favorite of the ones that everybody knows about mm-hmm. is Empty Garden by yeah. Elton John, which is just a tearjerker. Uh, but this one is called Old Records Never Die by Ian Hunter. Hmm. It's got a, the, the guy from Mata Hoople, and he has an interesting story that he told me on the air during an interview about it, but we're going to play that song in its entirety in honor of the death of John Lennon, 41 years. Crazy. And uh, the album that, that was signed by the killer, sure. Double Fantasy album, actually auctioned just auctioned off a year ago for nine hundred thousand dollars yeah that was signed by john lennon to mark and David he Chandler. will he will never he'll never be released no he just won't i think he had his 11th hearing and they denied his you proof. know his his uh he wrote his name just as graffiti on covenant college on a stairwell and yep. it's still there they the, wow. the students have for years and years they were told not to touch it, to leave it there because it was a part of history. And by gosh, they did. Yeah, that's kind of surprising that to nuts? me that you had that many kids coming through there, knowing some of them were drinking and high, and you know, and just had bad attitudes. I don't care what kind of college it is, and that then it's still there. You can just see it plain mm-hmm. as day. Yeah, that's pretty that, cool. And that is that is where he made his mind up that he was going to take him down. As a matter of fact, when he was attending Covenant because of the lyric from imagine imagine there's no heaven no it was because uh he said that they were more famous than jesus that's what uh, was that it yeah that's that what was set it off. Uh-huh. he okay. had a really uh big problem which with that. was talk about taking out of context well i mean i have a problem with that and, too but and, i'm not gonna go well, and kill anybody <laughs> he he was he said it he said it to, he did wasn't saying it to brag no he was saying it but to to to, to basically slap the people that believed such a thing that yeah. really did that worship them. He 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 wasn't digging being bigger than Jesus. Right. Uh, he was saying it as a sad thing. It was pejorative. Yes, yeah. absolutely it was. Oreo has decided to come out with a f- an Oreo flavored wine. What the hell does that oh have to do with Mark God. David? Chandler? That is so disgusting to me. Oh, I cannot gross. even imagine it. But if you like that sort of thing, they taste. It apparently tastes like the little Oreo crisps. And um, it's a limited edition wine. It's a red wine that will go on sale on the Barefoot Wine Brian, website. Hang on, Grody. Grody. I, I said I've said this before. I, I still I still have people in my family who drink. I have no problem going into a liquor store to pick up a bottle of wine or a six pack of beer or whatever anybody wants. If they're doing something around the house, can you pick up something? No big deal at a party. No big deal. Stop going to people's houses. No big deal. Uh, still back because I am old school. I used to cash checks at liquor stores. After I quit drinking, I still cash checks at liquor stores. That is very old school. Z- I know you could do that. Ziggy, I mean, you I don't know, even have if, checks. if I had asked Ziggy to actually sell me a bottle of liquor, he'd have said, no, you, you quit drinking and you need to stay quit drinking. Good. You were a problem drinker, but I'll be happy to cash your check. Oh, Max Highway Mart on uh, yeah. Real Road would cash any check you had in your hand. And, yeah, they would. And, ha- and still do. having said that, every once in a while, I will still go in. And it, it what amazes me is... The peanut butter flavored vodka. Oh, it's terrible! Every the moo moo pomegranate puce, you know, and and uh, there's and, every and version puce. of vodka you need. And, I just yeah. need vodka flavored vodka. The shape of the bottle. You're paying for the color 
and the shape of the bottle and the weird infused flavors that they're bacon flavored, you mm-hmm. know, vodka. I've seen it all. I, I, it just, it, it, I walk in there, I go, who's doing this? But apparently a everybody. A lot of people like that mm-hmm. stuff. For your, for, for your Bloody Mary, I could see how a bacon infused vodka could yeah. help. But again, just vodka Ew. flavored vodka works for me. Yeah, same. All right. Um, I just want to go back to the abortion situation. Oh boy! And I, I wrote yeah. this out. <laughs> I wrote this out. I'm sorry, but look, it's in the news, yeah. and and it and it matters to me. Well, go ahead. Um, I experienced about ten years ago. Um, I started feeling like I might be pregnant. I took a test. It was positive. I did what every woman does when that happens. They take another three or four tests. Freaking out. All of them positive. I started having other symptoms like mild morning sickness. I was exhausted. I told my mom. I told my told my girls. You were I, so made, happy. I made plans to have a baby. I did. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is know, a story about you. Yeah, this yeah. is about oh, okay. me. I really, I really wanted to keep this baby. Whatever you know, whatever sex it may have been. Sure. Um, I had always wanted a little boy, and I thought, okay, well, I'm a little older. My kids are a little older, but I can do this. Yeah. So I went in to see my obstetrician. And I was at a, I was around nine weeks pregnant at that point, and at that point you definitely see a heartbeat. You see it, you yeah. hear it. Um, that's what's expected at that first ultrasound. However, when we looked at mine, we discovered that I had something called a blighted ovum. That simply means that a fertilized egg was implanted into my uterine wall but did not develop into an embryo Hmm. but when that happens the uterus continues to grow you continue to create uh the the pregnancy hormone it's it's fooled into a pregnancy it it is there's it's a chromosomal abnormality it it happens to it's probably the reason for one out of every two to four miscarriages Hmm. um it's just not typically talked about so um there was no heartbeat i was completely devastated my doctor scheduled a dnc the next day dnc is a very common term for um an early term abortion uh two days later i went to erlanger i had the procedure everything went well but when i woke up in recovery i began to sob Hmm. because I was not only in a little bit of physical pain, but I was in really serious emotional mourning pain. And the nurse who had been assigned to take care of me made the assumption that I had chosen to have an abortion that day. And instead of being compassionate, she chose to make me feel like a murderer and said, she looked at me, I'll never forget it. And she said, well, you should be crying after what you just did. Good heavens. Yeah. Um, I should have pursued a malpractice suit. I should have found out who this nurse's supervisor was and let them know what had happened, but I was too distraught. And um, the next time you judge somebody who goes in for any type of procedure like that, you don't know. You don't know. Well, I, you don't know. I, Think I, I about say... that before you say anything because you might be really hurting somebody. Yeah, and, and I want to say as someone who, you know, me, I'm very pro-life, but... Um, women should never ever be mistreated in, in that sort of situation because you know they're what? just as much a victim as anyone I'm else. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'll get out there too. I, I shared the same exact situation that the column writer that I read his opinion piece earlier today as the editorial of the day uh, for the show. I did the same thing. I, I a couple of times in my college years, 
I gave rides to girls that were friends of mine who were facing that situation, that scenario, and I was treated like a dog turd sure. by the clinicians. And this was, again, during the 70s when women's rights was going strong and, and there was more you know, support for, for Roe v. Wade and, and for abortion and mm-hmm. pro-choice than there was then. And they were manned by staunch feminists and what I just, at one point I said, is there anything I can do? And the woman looked at me, she goes, I think you've done quite enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I mean, I hadn't done anything. I've heard of, I've and, heard of that happening. But, but yeah, and it, it made me feel terrible. So just, just throw you just throw it out there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in, in that situation. Don't make assumptions about Pimp's people. Corner brought to you by the new podcast, all about being better versions of yourself. That's a good story to tell. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships. The Intentional Living Project.com. Time to flex some muscle, Russell the Love Muscle. This is his section brought to you by People's Home Equity. If you're looking for a new home, and we understand that this is a good time to do so. In our neck of the woods, you're still going to need some help on your side. First of all, get pre-approved. That saves you time, money, stress, and worry. And then make sure you have somebody who knows what they're doing, like Bruce Dodd or Trevor Glass. 5919801 on your side, at least to be able to ask the right questions. Chatmortgage.com. That's two Ts. Chatmortgage.com. Thank you. Well, this is not uh, a story that I picked. It's one that was foisted upon me by, <laughs> by Jeff. But it's a good one. Um, and the more I... Did you hear that? Sorry. The more I think about it, that was weird. The more I think about it, the more uh, it it makes me think deeply about history, which I'm a big fan of, of course. Uh, so you probably, if you watch the news, you've seen the story about the gentleman who uh, is going to get a new trial because yes. he was convicted of multiple counts uh, by a, he's a black man, by an all-white jury in a jury room that had Confederate memorabilia in oh, it. Oh, yeah. that's not where I thought you were going yeah. with this. Yeah. Okay. No. He was surrounded by Confederate memorabilia that had been right. collected by the county. Right, which uh, he's going to be granted a new trial, which is great. And really, that's the gist of the story. That's, that's it encapsulated. Mm-hmm. But my comments on it go beyond that, which is to say um, I'm someone who my family members on my dad's side uh, were in the Confederacy. They they fought in uh, Mississippi in the Siege of Vicksburg. Um, I don't have a problem admitting that because that's not me. You know, I'm not my ancestors as as much as anyone is. Um, Jeff is not his. I'm not mine. Brian's not his, and I'll Jen's not hers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not about that. Um, but the past should be the past. There's nothing wrong with remembering who our ancestors were and being proud of their accomplishments, even if it happened during a a tumultuous time and maybe for a side that we don't necessarily back nowadays. Uh, War is a complicated thing. The Civil War is an even more complicated thing. But in a courtroom that is in the United States, by uh, headed by a judge of the United States, there's no place for Confederate memorabilia. I'm sorry. There's also no place for for removing the facts that surround scenarios such as crimes. I mean, the real facts always need to be there. Right. The real facts of human history, and it's going to bleed. This is going to blend right into my story. Okay. Yeah, the real facts of human history is are very important because you have people who fought for a side that's widely we know now not the right side who were not necessarily bad men or women who were just caught up in bad circumstances why did most southerners fight they weren't slave owners they they fought because 
as Shelby famously quoted during the Civil War documentary that Ken Burns did, mm -hmm. we're fighting because you're here. Right. To the Yankees. Right. Um, the gentleman in my ancestry who volunteered, volunteered in Mississippi because the Yankees were marching on Mississippi, and that's why he volunteered. It's not really any more complicated than that. It wasn't because he cared so much about slavery, I'm sure. It's because the Yankees are in Mississippi, and I'm going to fight them. And that's right. it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the story of the day, mountains looking at each other, I uh, use that as a, the name of the storytelling segment, which is brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Add a little dot com on there, and you got all the information you will ever need to deal with that distressed property that you have been saddled with or has suddenly maybe just become distressed by a storm or some damage. Robin with a Y, like Styles with a Y, Robin Ring will help you sell, renovate, maybe you want to buy or invest. Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com. Mountains looking at each other today. It's very simple. Uh, is it 1612 or 1617, the project? Uh, the book is out. It's the best-selling book in America right now. I think it's 1612. 1612. All right, so the 1612 project, which started the debate about critical race theory, and 1612 basically goes back to 1619. Know, the, 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 for, thank you. Oh, the, okay. The the years that that slavery was first established in the colonies, and of course the industrial with the the original revolution, the American Revolution was also very much about slavery. Mm -hmm. Very much about slavery. Have you ever wondered why Oklahoma has that little bar on it? The yeah. way it does, yeah, because of the um, uh, Missouri Texas. Compromise. Yeah, the yeah. Missouri Compromise. Texas wanted to join the Union, but at the time, it was no. Uh, they couldn't do it with with slaveries above this particular place, so they just gave a chunk of their state away. Yeah, they just gave a chunk of the state away because they so wanted to be able to maintain slavery there. They gave away hundreds and hundreds of square miles of land to another state and gave that state that weird shape. It was just a, it was a huge, huge topic. Yeah. I said on the air one day during the show, I said, we were talking about this whole new definition of racism where a white person cannot help but be racist. They have to be. And a black person cannot be a racist because they don't have any inherent racial power that comes with their skin color. Oh, I've heard and that before. I was, I was absolutely just, I was damning that, that definition to hell and back. I was saying it's an idiotic way of looking at things. And I said, my, I, I don't, I don't want to be blamed. My family didn't hold slaves. My, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, my dad was raised on a sharecropper's farm. They were sharecroppers. They shared the land that they were farming with black families. They weren't mm -hmm. any better off than they were back in those days. We came from simple roots. That next day was the grand opening of the Walnut Street Bridge. Oh, cool. When they opened it up as a linear park, and a guy sought me out on the bridge, older man who was holding a big green thick book, he knew I was going to be up there because we said we were going to be manning it. And he came up and he goes, I am your uncle. His name was Savoy Adamson. Everybody called him Suge. I did not remember meeting him, but then I saw him later at family reunions. And one of the smartest and nicest guys I ever knew, he goes, you you do come from a family of slaveholders. I said, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no, your, your family owned the slaves. The family branch that you came from was dirt poor. You are correct. The same one that I you know, hail from, then I'll be seeing you at the next reunion and we'll, you know, we'll talk. He said, but this is our book and the green book is just mm -hmm. all they, they talked about it. Mm -hmm. 
And it was this, you know, it was how I found out I was uh, a descendant of, of John Brown, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the abolitionist. The first person to be killed for sedition. Absolutely. Hung, hung as a traitor to yeah. his country because he, you know, led the, the slave uprising. But I did find out that we were slaveholders. So, I mean, I have to fess up to that. The Penobscot Indian tribe is now fighting to be heard on the issue up in Maine. The Penobscots were the, they they were a huge tribal nation then, and the American government put out a reward for scalps. What? And and and, and, and they wanted particularly Penobscot scalps. Holy cow! And the bounty on them was check it out. I want I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the actual figure here. Uh, the first known colonial scalping order is from 1675. Just a few short decades after that first Thanksgiving, all told, there were more than 70 bounty proclamations encouraging white colonists to kill tribal members in what's now New England and another 50 government-sanctioned proclamations elsewhere across the country. Uh, They found that um, they paid bounties for scalps for at least 375 indigenous people who were killed Mm -hmm. between 1675 and 1760 and the scalp fee, help me, help me find it, please. Don't let me lose it here. Twelve thousand dollars in Whoa. today's dollars. Oh, in today's dollars. Okay. Today's dollars. Twelve thousand dollars for the scalp of a man. Half of that for a woman. Slightly less for a child. But all of them <sighs> came with their price. And they're trying to to uh, to basically whitewash this history and remove it from the classrooms up in New England. And the Penobscot tribal people are saying, hell no. Yeah. No, you don't forget this. No, you don't walk away from this. You tell this story. And this is the people in the 1619 Project have stepped in to try to help them fight the battle. But that's exactly the problem with this critical race theory. I agree with that. How are you going to tell the truth of that horrible, horrible thing without telling the truth of uh, systemic racism? Well, and plus that... that that predates the United States anyway, so it's not like <laughs> sure. it's not like it has any issue to do with the United States government. But uh, yeah, that whole mentality of we can't teach bad things is ridiculous. That's to today's mountains looking at each other at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thank you very much. Regional Roundup. Regional Roundup. And Shotgun Shoutouts, Tennessee American Water Company, providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why at 10 a.m., they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. All right. A uh, brand new coalition says that the new ordinance uh, we have about the uh, homeless here in Chattanooga may actually target them. Chattanooga City Council looking into it, and it has to do with vandalism. But they believe that actually people just trying to stay alive in the cold mm-hmm. may very well be guilty of vandalizing things in the eyes of, or the ears, or in the the fine print of this new you know regulation ordinance. They're going to have to go back and look at it again. A longtime white supremacist down in North Georgia, a guy named Chester Doles, has decided he is going to run 
for office in Lumpkin County, oh, the boy. Board of Commissioners in Lumpkin County. And when you look up white supremacist, you're going to find this guy right here. He's like yeah. a caricature of I mean, one. He, he, really he, lo- is. he looks like Robert Duvall playing a white supremacist <laughs> in Dahlonega, Georgia. He does. And I mean, yeah, he was there in Charlottesville, United Right. He actually was the Grand Klegel of the Klan in that area. <laughs> He's a neo Nazi, so he's running for office. Okay. Um, letters to the editors. Let me read one. R.I.P. Bob Dole and Principles of GOP. Bob Dole was a Republican in principle. He was an honorable statesman and a true Republican of policy, principle, and pride. Where did these men go? There may be five or six Republicans in Congress today left, but when Bob Dole was at his political peak, his party was loaded with principled members, not fake conservative know-nothings. I'm not exactly sure when the party of which I was once a member took its radical right turn into extremism. For me, it was when the policies of the Reagan era began to be realized in the late 80s. For others, it was the Tea Party that was devised by the Koch brothers in the 90s. Or was it the nomination of a complete buffoon in 2016? Or was it the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th for you? Whatever the date is, the Republican Party's principal demise, there's no doubt that true Republicans find the party's current behavior disgusting, unprincipled, and un-American. All right? I have an answer to that. Okay. It was when uh, the nomination of Ron Paul was stolen from him. That's when the party died. Uh, just a shout-outs uh, real quick. Uh, shotgun shout-outs in Alabama. Gay, uh, Kay Ivey has just turned into a more progressive governor than anybody could have given her credit for down in Montgomery. Drawing challengers in next year's Republican primary. Because of that, she has shown some progressive you know, bones and leanings, and so therefore that can't be had in the new GOP. So Linda Blanchard, Blanchard ambassador to Slovenia. Wow. If that If that name is familiar to you, it's because of all of her good work in Slovenia. She's done some really good work there. <laughs> oh, I've been a fan of her work in Slovenia for many and years now. And also everybody's favorite, Tim James, the son of former Governor Fob James, who's a toll road developer. That's huh? got to be put him in the most popular ranks, you know, of anywhere in Alabama. And while we're in Alabama, a Confederate heritage group will fight making count his lawsuit that could lead to the removal of a rebel monument in the heart of a nearly all-black Tuskegee. We talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned it again today. Okay. Tops and um are together, yeah. and then I'm gonna pull up your song. That's it. This is I, I I got no tops today. Um, I will just point out that yesterday somebody was telling me they watched that Michael Bublé Christmas special. Horrible. And said that he is the James Howard of music, <laughs> and I understood exactly what he meant when he said that. But James Howard is a likable guy. I our our I local James not, Howard. Yeah, yeah, he's the James Howard of music. Because he is more convinced than anybody that he cannot offend. His, his, li- his, very nice. his life will end as he knows it if he ever says or does something offensive. Uh, well, he has I, to be I know Mr. what James Howard is going to say before he says it. Mr. So. Vanilla, Mr. Nice, Mr. Everybody's Groovy, Isn't Everything Wonderful, you know, la 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 la, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. And uh, so I'm not a fan of Michael Bublé, so that doesn't really do anything for me. And just because I'm sitting next to the cat lady here, I figured I would go ahead and point out the fact that there was a cat found last week in Nashville, and they're trying to figure out how it got here. It has Spanish a, it chip. Ha, it has a microchip from Italy. So oh, it, Italy. Was, it was okay, actually cool. microchipped by a family in Italy at a, you know, some sort of pet place and found its way all the way to Nashville. El meow. And that's the end of the show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. 
as I said, yesterday would have been the 41st <laughs> anniversary of the death of John Lennon. And this is Ian Hunter's tribute song to him and is called Old Records Never Die. The secret of this is when I talked to Ian Hunter about the song, they were recording this song for Elvis. Hmm. He was shot that night. He didn't even know it. The band did not tell him until later. They only changed one lyric. Wow. That there is an end to life Yesterday I heard them say But you'll blow away But it's so hard to lose Someone who's close to you Thank you. 